this Wednesday, November 29th, NBA Player Props edition of the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk-free bet up to 500 on over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, November the 29th, currently 12.53 on the East Coast. Here to get into our NBA player props for the Wednesday night schedule. And joining me, I got my guy here with me. You guys also know him from the NFL PropCast. It's Crispy Captain. Chris, what's going on, brother? How you doing? What's up, Munaf? I know we talked briefly just uh, about the bloodbath that we both suffered yesterday, so we we ready to get it back today, man. I'm excited for the show as always. Um, and, you know, looking at the slate, uh, looking over the slate last night, I was like, ah, not one that I really, really liked too much. But you know, taking a deeper dive into it uh, a little bit earlier this morning, I think I got some looks that's going to get us back in the green today, Munaf. Overall, still been a very productive season, but um, yeah, I just don't like those you know those bad nights. So hopefully, we can bounce back strong here today and put some. Uh, Put some money in our listeners' pockets. Yeah, man. Yesterday, I don't want to say it was it was a really bad day, but I think I ended up losing just I think a couple of units. Um, player props this week have been really good. The ones that I've at least posted on my Twitter uh, are six and one, but it's just the ads. Uh, sorry, the uh, the uh, the sides and the totals have kind of been a thorn on my side. Either I've been losing by a bucket or or getting hooked on some of them early in the week here. So. Um, it, like you mentioned, you know, it's so early in the week. We're about you know, middle of the week now. It's hump day, so hopefully we can get it back here. Um, Chris, last night uh, we saw the last of the group uh, the group stage uh, games for the in-season tournament. Um, you know, the matchups are set for the quarterfinals, obviously to the semifinals and the finals happening in Vegas. But um, I think the talk of the town last night, or at least in the NBA uh, Twitterverse, or at least in the NBA community, was the game last night between the Golden State Warriors and the uh, Sacramento Kings, the Sacramento Kings erasing a 24-point deficit uh, to come back and get the victory last night. But, you know, the Stars were shining last night in not only that game, but all across the league last night, uh, Chris. But um, I, I think there's a lot of concern right now about this Golden State Warriors team. I know it's just, it's pretty much Steph Curry and... Again, you're just hoping that you're going to get something out of someone. Andrew Wiggins stepped up last night for the Golden State Warriors, but I mean, there were some incredible performances last night. But uh, anything that kind of stood out to you, maybe not only in the Warriors and Kings game, but maybe you know something happened earlier uh, in the slate last night. Man, I think so. <clears throat> I think the biggest takeaway for me, you know, up in that game specifically, talking Warriors and Kings was. Um, Kings finally getting some revenge, man. They, they, it's yeah. been a while since they finally, since they, you know, were able to get over the hump and beat this Golden State team. Golden State pretty much owned them since Steph Curry dropped 50 on them in the first round of the, you know, a, a game seven uh, in, the, in the Western Conference Finals last year. I mean, Western Com- the Western Conference playoffs last year. So mm-hmm. um, them losing that game last year, heartbreaker. Them losing twice already this season, you know, even more of a heartbreaker, especially when you lose to Steph Curry on a, on a game winner as well. So, 
you know, it had to feel good to Malik Monk and those guys to not just get a win and and go and move to undefeated in the playing tournament because they are now four no, but also you know just to to get that bad taste out your mouth of losing to the same team over and over and over again. And this does kind of feel like I know it's early in the season. It's not you know too much significance in that game outside of the playing tournament, but it does feel like. You know, it's the changing of the gods a little bit in the Western Conference. You know, if we've seen a lot of these teams uh, in the Western Conference specifically, it's kind of, you know, the standings are are kind of upside down right now with what we, you know, kind of expected. The Minnesota Timberwolves have the best re- record in the Western Conference at 13-4. and four, And, you know, they were projected to be like a 7-4 AC. You could have got them to make the playoffs at almost at, at plus money when the season started. Yeah. Uh, you know, outside of, outside of Denver, who, you know, we we, we all kind of expect to be really, really good, of course, because they coming off the finals and, and Phoenix being 11-6. and six, Granted, they've had all the injuries that they've had. Uh, some of those teams, like you said, you know, if, uh, on the outside looking in right now, I'm specifically thinking about Memphis being 3-13. and 13. Of course, they have the John Morant situation, and then Steven Adams doesn't come back, and now you deal with, a, a, you know, a plethora of other injuries. But even the Pelicans, you know, injury bugs affected them a lot, even though C.J. McCollum is set to make his return. And, uh, you know, you just see Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, a little bit better than what they're supposed to be. So it does kind of feel like, you know, um, some of these uh, teams that weren't supposed to be as good and maybe kind of hovering around the, you know, sixth to play in seed tournament spot, um, you know, those teams are the ones that are top five, you know. So I guess yeah. that's probably the most intriguing thing out, uh, you know, out west right now. Chris, if I give you a $100 free bet and ask you to put down on which of these two teams won't make the playoffs between the Clippers and the Warriors, who would you put your money down on? <laughs> oh, man. I think, Jesus, they are in. Yeah, one of them, if, if it was to start right now, one of them wouldn't be there. I think, oh, man. Whew. You know, it's, it's, that's a hard one, man. You put me that, on the that, and because I... you mentioned like looking at the standings, and I was looking at the standings this morning after kind of went through the box scores last night. And you know, I mean, as bad, excuse me, as bad as the Lakers have been, I mean, they still have ten wins, right? They're still at they're they're one of the seven teams that have double digit wins, right? So far this season, they've they've been really good at home. They've been lackluster on the road, and they've been taking care of business against some of the poorest teams. And I know we just talked about the Golden State Warriors that it's Steph Curry and then you're hoping somebody else steps up and we know what the debacle right now has been for the LA Clippers since they acquired James Harden that they've there's some of their victories have come against again poorer teams like the Spurs they took care of business against but when they're playing against some of these better teams are the Clippers just not happening right now I mean I wouldn't be surprised that if you know my Rockets fall out of the playoff picture because they haven't been very good on the road. At least they're, they're winless on the road thus far, and they're going into Denver here tonight. I mean, they could fall out, and maybe Clippers jump into that play-in tournament bracket. But I was kind of going back and forth between you know both of those teams, and you just kind of look at it. The dynasty that the Golden State Warriors have put together over the past several seasons, or at least the past, what, five, six, seven, eight years, um, that championship pedigree like they have, that they can flip a switch. But then for the Clippers, it's like, all right, you have four players on this team that if you told me not really in their prime, because I think the Harden is definitely past his prime. And so is Russell Westbrook. But if you still had those guys on the roster, you would still think that this team would be at least at minimum, a top six seed in the Western conference around now they're on the outside looking in here, Chris. So 
if I had to put my money down, I think it'd probably be the Clippers for me, man. Because I feel like one of these guys may just like demand a trade and be like, man, I'm done with this. I'm going to another team. I think I, I think I agree. You know, I think um, the, you, you put your money on the Clippers not making the playoffs or making the playoffs. Not to make the playoffs. Not to make the playoffs. It's really hard. Like, I would want to put my money on the Clippers because I think that they okay. could get it figured out. But I can, I'm not putting my money on Golden State to miss the playoffs. <laughs> like, that's yeah. what I'm yeah. not in a spot where I feel comfortable with, you know, the, the, the baby-faced assassin, uh, you know, even if it's just him alone. And maybe they shake things up at the trade deadline. We still got, you know, some time to play, but – I think the, the the one thing about the Clippers, man, they actually play defense. Like they right. they play at a slow pace. They're gonna keep themselves in the game just because of their defensive intensity. Golden State, not so much. I'm looking at their defensive numbers right now. I mean, their offense isn't good as Dallas, so they are gonna have to be able to get stops. And that's what's been the I think the big thing. They're scoring 114 points per game right now, I man. We don't know Golden State to be a 114 point per game scoring team. They that's just not who they are. Yeah, uh, three and six at home. Like that, that is insane to me. And it, like you said, a lot of it is Wiggins not, you know, necessarily playing to up to his capabilities. They don't have Jordan Poole there now. Chris Paul's a you know a slower uh, guy now that he's at the backstage of his career. And while he is producing for them, you know, it's not as many points. And that Golden State, while they were a good defensive team when they needed to be, they've always been known to be electric from the three point line. And Clay Thompson's taking a big step back, although he had a good game last night. Yeah. And it's just not that consistency. So they need 30 to 35 points every single night for, from Steph Curry to in order to be, you know, legitimate and be, be in contention. Because even last night, you know, they scored 123 points and still lost the game. So, yeah, yeah it's the lack of defense and the lack of not having that offense, you know, clicking on all cylinders like they typically do. Yeah, last year for this Warriors team, they were atrocious on the road, like 11 and 30 last season, I believe they were on the road. Um, have a winning record so far this season through 18 games, but at home, like you mentioned, it's been the story of what it was for the, them on the road last year. So, um, yeah, we'll see again. It's still, it's still fairly early in the season. We're not even about a quarter of the way through the games here, but, um, we're, I mean, I think through the weekend, uh, through at least early next week, we'll be about 25% through the regular season. I think we'll just have, uh, more of a, uh, feel, I guess, on some of these teams. But I think that was an, uh, a, a interesting question to post out between the Warriors and, uh, the Clippers on which of those two uh, teams would make the playoffs. All right, Chris, uh, before we get into our player props here for, um, tonight, let me tell everyone about newest sponsor. That's going to be Bed Rivers. We're brought to you by Bed Rivers. Bed Rivers is available in over 14 states plus Ontario, Canada. Bed Rivers has some of the best live betting markets. In the space, and their betting menu is second to none, including a ton of props. Depositing and withdrawing is super easy on Bet Rivers. Sign up using sign up using our link to get a risk-free bet up to five hundred dollars. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet rivers. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet rivers. Problem gambling, call one eight hundred gambler. All right, Chris, let's get into our player props here uh for tonight, my man. Why don't you lead us off? Let's do it, you know. So we are going to let's start in one of the earlier games. We got the Los Angeles Lakers heading to Detroit, coming off a absolute smackdown. They just lost a game by 44 points the other day to the Philadelphia 76ers. And I'm looking at Austin Reeves in this one to bounce back, you know. I just I, I just think about the way that you attack the uh the Detroit Pistons and they, they have a really, really bad three-point defense. They they don't allow too many points in the paint, even though I think Anthony Davis should have a bounce back performance here. So I like the I like the Austin Reeves look. Uh, points and assists is the way I chose to play him. You know, 19 and a half is the number. So definitely shop around, you know, get the best odds. But 19 and a half is what I saw the number at. Not juiced at all. 
Uh, I think it's a perfect bounce back spot for him. So he, he's coming off a game where I think he just shot four for 10. Uh, if, if people happen to, to listen to the Patrick Beverly podcast, he, he did say that, you know, he, <laughs> he wanted to hound, he wanted to hound Austin Reeves because oh my God. Austin Reeves did the too small to him, uh, last, uh, when, when last time that they played. And, uh, he said he'll be doing that for the rest of his career. So maybe there's something that you kind of target Austin Reeves, uh, unders every time he plays against Patrick Beverly. But like I said, perfect bounce back spot versus a, a team that does not shoot the, the, uh, that, that, that does not defend the three-point ball well. Um, he'll play close to 30 minutes, which is typically where he's been playing. He's been coming off the bench as well, so uh, not really worried about D'Angelo Russell, you know, stealing a ton of his shine there. Uh, looking at the numbers over the last couple games, besides that game where he was handled by Patrick Beverly, he is four of his last four, you know, if you, if you throw that one away. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the only game, like I said, not cashing against the Philadelphia 76ers. So he'll get the shots, I think, um, and this is the way that you attack uh, the Detroit Pistons is, you know, by by being able to, you know, extend the floor. LeBron won't play every single minute. So give me Austin Reeves to score, you know, 14, 15 points and just five, six assists out as well. You know, if give me Austin Reeves over his 19 and a half points plus assists here. Yeah, his assists have definitely been there, um, especially over the last five games, right? He's averaging 5.8 assists per game. Um, and the points have been there for him as well. I know he got off to a very, very rough start. Um, so I think think that moving him to the bench i think was probably the right move by the by the lakers um and again like i mentioned the mints are always going to be there for austin reeves he's probably that first or second guy coming off the bench for them so uh, especially going up against a team that's the worst team in the league right now in in the detroit pistons i mean it's not even close i know we're talking about the the spurs being down there the clippers being down there but the pistons being two and 15 and they just lost a toilet bowl to uh, uh to the washington wizards They've now lost 14 straight games. Chris, they started what two? If that means they, that means they started two and one on the season. They've lost 14 straight games. Have the Detroit Pistons. So I think this is a great bounce back spot here for the Lakers here as well. Coming off the drubbing uh, by 40 plus points against the Philadelphia 76 or So I'm with you there. Uh, speaking of the Sixers, uh, they are in the Big Easy here tonight to take on the Pelicans. And I'm going chalk here. I'm going square, man. I think there's going to be another big Joel Embiid game here tonight, over 32 and a half points here. And number one, you take a look at what the Pelicans are giving up to that center position thus far this season. I don't think Valanciunas will be able to guard um, Joel Embiid in this game. But for the Pelicans, I know they're only giving up 23 points per game uh, to that center position, but Joel Embiid being the reigning MVP is just a different animal, right? But their field goal percentage that they're allowing to opposing centers at 59.3. That's the fifth worst in the entire association. They're also giving up the rebounds to that center position as well at 16.1. But also what really stuck out to me, Chris, uh, about uh, Joel Embiid against the Pelicans is that over the last five games against the Pelicans, he's gone over this projection um, and by a comfortable margin. So the last five games, 37 points, 13 rebounds. The one game he didn't get there was back in 2021, 22 points and six rebounds. But over the last three games, 42 and 14, 37 and eight. And then last game last season, 42 and 11 for Joel Embiid. And he's also been able to, um, you know, get the block shots against his team as well. He's recorded at least one block in 11 career games against the uh, Pelicans as well. So, I think this is going to be another big night for Joel Embiid. I'll take the over 32 and a half points here, Chris. 
Yes, sir. Right there with you, you know. I won't use this one for the show just because you already did. But uh, I, I got this one. This was actually one that I capped and put in my notes last night before I fell asleep. Uh, this is a tremendous spot for Joel Embiid, you know. And I'm not sure what it is, like, because Jonas Valanciunas is a pretty good defender. But I, I'm guessing he's just not agile enough. Like, I don't remember those matchups specifically. But, you know, Joel Embiid is so so shifty, right? It, because he's a big body. Valanciunas is a big body, but can't guard and beat. I mean, nobody can guard and beat. So yeah. I think the, the 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 one part of the handicap for me enough that you didn't mention was that when you look at how Philly scores the ball, it's it's primarily through Joel Embiid, and if it's not through Joel Embiid, it's through Tyrese Maxey. Maxey's yep. gonna have his hands full today because yeah. the, the 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 Pelicans should be in a very motivated matchup, a very motivated spot coming off two back to back clunkers against the Utah Jazz. So I'm pretty sure they're gonna be you know. They're going to be hounding them. They got Jose Alvarado out there. They got Herb Jones out there as well. So the mismatch, in my estimation, is the same way that you're saying it, it'll be Joel Embiid. I'm probably going to end up just putting a little bit on the 35 as well. You know, if I like the spot for Joel Embiid, also not the first leg of a back-to-back, which is something that I always check for, uh, you know, as well. So love Joel Embiid in this spot tonight. You know, I'm on it too. All right. Uh, let's go over to player prop number two here. Chris, what do we got? So player prop number two, it's a lot. It's a lot of player props that I like tonight. Uh we'll go, we'll go Santi Adama. I know we 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 spoke uh not too long ago, you know. I can't remember. I think it might have been one day last week or week before. I think and it was we, last we week. were talking Yeah, we were talking about Santi Adama. I like him here in this spot, you know. So uh for one, it's just the injury riddled like Memphis Grizzlies. Like, so what the first thing I did was I went in and I looked at his usage over the last five games. This is extremely high. I mean, outside of Jared Jackson Jr., outside of Desmond Bain, like I'm not sure what what you're really looking for, you know, as far as anybody else being able to score, rebound, or assist the ball. So uh, the points and assists, points, rebounds, and assists is 25 and a half, but I, I chose to go points plus rebounds because I'm not sure how much he's going to actually pass the ball here or how much the other guy is actually going to be able to make shots because this, this Memphis Grizzlies offense is the worst rated over the last five games at a 94 and it's not even close. Like, they're, like, way at the bottom. So, uh, like I said, third guy for the Grizzlies behind, uh, you know, Bain and Jared Jackson Jr. You go through and look at, you know, his last five game stats. He's averaging almost 18 points per game, 17.6. And he's getting he's collecting seven rebounds as well. He's playing 32 minutes as well. Outside of that Houston game um, that was played on the 22nd, where he only played uh, 22 minutes due to foul trouble, uh, he's attempted at least 15 shots as well. So couldn't talk anybody off just playing his points. I think his threes are in play today. I'm, prob- I'm probably going to be a little too overexposed to Santi Aldama tonight, you know, but it's for a good reason. You look at this Jazz defense, and they why they play really, really good at home, it's a reason why they're only 1-8 and eight, uh, on the road, and that's mm-hmm. because the defense typically falls off a cliff. They just played two really, really, really dominant games uh, defensively holding that New Orleans Pelicans under their team total in both of those games. So I do expect some regression to the mean, um, and I expect Santi Aldama to be a big reason why, uh, you know, Memphis is even a part of this game. So give me give me, give me, me Santi here, you know, over 23 and a half points plus rebounds. Yeah, I was uh, on uh, Santi Aldama last week, which was against the Rockets, just because he was coming off of a game where, um, he had back-to-back double-digit rebounds for everything that you mentioned, right? But, but number one, because of all the injuries that the Memphis Grizzlies are dealing with, uh, and that it just you know propels him to number one, like you mentioned, get up the shot volume, but also be able to rebound the basketball with this, with, with this, you know, with this, with this frame. So um, I'm not going to argue against this one again. It's just a pure 
even if it's a blowout here, I think that he's still going to be in the game, right? And over the last five games, he's averaging 32 minutes per game as well for the Memphis Grizzlies. So in the game earlier this season, uh, I know he only played 13 minutes, but again, what you mentioned about number one, usage number two the injuries for the memphis grizzlies and again over the last five games he's averaging 16.4 points uh sorry 16.4 shot attempts but again like you mentioned with against the rockets where he only played 22 minutes because he was in foul trouble uh, i think that he was pretty much guarding uh shangun at that point and he got into foul trouble and wasn't able to um do what he has been doing ever since uh the injuries have uh piled up for the memphis grizzlies so yeah i'm with you on this here as well you know, real quick, you said yeah. you mentioned blow. You mentioned blowout. Which which one of these teams you think gonna blow the other one out? If if, yeah. if it was a potential tonight, <laughs> um, I'd probably have to go with the team that has won an eight at on the road so far this season. Probably the Utah Jazz, but. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if they do get their second victory on the road here tonight, Chris. That, that's a great point that you bring up. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, before we get over to our next set of player props here, uh, let me tell everyone where you can actually, you know, come play with us. And that's going to be over at Underdog Fantasy. Uh, Underdog Fantasy allows you to play alongside your favorite fantasy football players all season long. That's NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and even college football. Simply click higher or lower on your favorite on your favorite player's fantasy stats and cash in. Watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And stay tuned at the end of the episode. Chris and I will put together a Underdog Fantasy entry here for tonight. And when you do go to Underdog Fantasy and you don't have an account already, make sure you use our promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. So again, that's Underdog Fantasy using promo code SGPN. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with circle stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit, hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. And join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets or craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off the first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, Chris, let me take us over to um, my next player prop. And I am going to go over um, to one of the earlier games here tonight. Um Orlando Magic, they're hosting the Washington Wizards here tonight. And the one thing that I've noticed about this Washington Wizards team, and um, I'm sure you all 100% agree with, is that they don't play a lot of defense. I don't think that's a, a shocker to anyone. But they, in particular, they don't play defense to the point guard position. So thus far this season, uh, the Washington Wizards to that point guard position are allowing 25.4 points per game, but they're also allowing the most assist as well to that point guard position, about 10 point, to, close to 10 and a half per game. Um, but I know they have Jalen Suggs in that back uh, backcourt as well. But I'm looking at Cole Anthony in this game here, Chris. Um, his rebounds, or sorry, his points and assists at 20 and a half in this game. And I'm looking at the over. Um, so Cole Anthony has been a guy that is coming off of the bench within the first guy off of the bench. And he plays uh, plenty of minutes for this Orlando Magic team, right? He's averaging 28.6 points, um, sorry, 28.6 minutes per game um, over the last five games and on the regular season, right around 26 minutes per game. But 
You take a look at what he's been able to do over the last five games here, Chris. He's averaging 19.2 points per game. He's also averaging 5.2 assists per game. Last game against the Charlotte Hornets, another team that's not very good defensively like this Washington Wizards team. He put up 30 points and seven assists in that game, also chipped in with seven rebounds. Um, against the Raptors, he had 15 points and 10 rebounds. Um, and he's had, again, last five games, he scored 30 points, 16 points, 20, 15, and 15. So I think the the number here that he's probably in my, what I kind of broke down here is that he'll be close to that 20-point mark, maybe around 15 to 17 points in this game. But I think the assists are going to be there for him as well in this game. I wouldn't be surprised if he does have double-digit assists here tonight, just because, like I mentioned, um, the Wizards are allowing the most assists to that point guard position. And we know this team overall doesn't play very good defense, and we know Jordan Poole's not playing any defense out there either. So um, I expect another big game here for Cole Anthony. I thought this number was a little bit conservative here for Cole Anthony. So points and assists combined here tonight, uh, over 20.5 for Cole Anthony here, Chris. Excellent, excellent find him. You know, if I, I I hadn't really looked too much into this. I was thinking Paulo rebounds just because I was that too. you know, struggles, struggles, even though Paulo hasn't been rebounding the ball as as great and the number is a tad bit inflated to reflect how bad Washington is defensively, uh, or you know, giving up rebounds on the defensive and offensive end, honestly. But this is a super uh by low spot here, it feels like you know, if I'm just I'm thinking about everything that you just said, and I'm also thinking this is the fifth straight home game for you know for the the orlando magic in this spot they got a couple more home games as well so they're very comfortable sitting on the same rims Mm -hmm. uh and now you can now you get to watch the wizards team that uh it looked like they played defense if you check the last game but but they also played against the detroit pistons so you know while while they probably are patting themselves on the back for winning the toilet bowl like you said Mm -hmm. now you get a much stiffer competition here um the other thing i was looking at as well you know if it's uh, and this this bowls really really well with the handicap for, for Cole Anthony to go over. Both of these teams are playing top five pace right now, last five games. So they're getting up and down Great the floor. I, it's, it's, it's actually, I, I was thinking this earlier. I was looking at the team totals and I said, Orlando's team total today is 122 and a half. Like, what world do we live in? Are we expecting Orlando Magic to cover 123 points in a game? You know, so yeah, I mean, that, that all of that just bodes well for, you know, exactly what you said. The, the Washington Wizards defense is bottom five. Uh, last 10 games that allow them points and uh you know they should be able to get whatever it is that they want tonight against that backcourt of uh you know Tice and uh and Jordan Poole. Yeah. Um I, I, I that's one I wrote down was um magic team total in this game. Um but I, I mean I won 22 and a half. But I think what the point that you did mention, Chris, is that there's a great point about how you uh how you brought up that these teams are playing with pace, right? Uh over the last five games, Wizards are number three in pace. Um, and then the Orlando Magic are number six in pace. Uh, defensive rating-wise, over the last five games, so Washington is now down there at the third-worst defense. If you look at their overall season stats for the Washington Wizards, I mean, they're not, as far as how bad we would have expected this uh, Wizards defense to be, they're actually not that bad. I thought they would be, like, in the bottom fourth of the league. Um, but that defense has, I think we're starting to see how bad this defense can be over the last five games where they are the third worst defense right down there with Chicago, Atlanta, 
Detroit, Indiana. We know Dallas, Charlotte, those teams we know that don't play a lot of defense here. So I expect a lot of easy baskets here tonight uh, for the Orlando Magic here. So I, I don't I don't think you should be afraid of that big number. Maybe look at the first half because Orlando has been really good in the first half overall, especially at home. Um, but again, I think yeah, this should be easy pickings here tonight for the Orlando Magic. All right, Chris, take us over to your next player prop, man. What do we got? All right, so let's go back to um, let's go back to the Lakers, and I, I, I really like this game a lot. Let's go back to the Lakers and the Pistons game, and I'm looking on the opposite side. I'm looking at Jalen Dern. This is one of those if it's not broke, don't fix it type deals, right? So uh, his rebound prop ten and a half. I was on it last game at ten and a half as well. A um, little bit of juice on this one. We'll definitely shop around, see what you can get the best number. Um, during his back-to-back caches uh, over this ten and a half rebound line. Uh, four of his last five as well. And although the, the Lakers have been a top five rebounding team, I think this, I still think that Durant will, you know, get his numbers um, rebounding the ball, you know, being down there against Anthony Davis. Uh, the, the the other part of the handicap is that you go in and you just look at the Lakers on the road. They, we talk about this at the top of the pod, you know, they, they really struggle. I, I want to say just like three and six. And I want to say in those six games, even though Detroit is one of the worst defensive teams in the league, in those six games so far, the Lakers have only cleared their team total in like two or three of those games. So I do expect it to be a you know a bunch of misses. Um, you you look at I really wanted to get there with an under in this game, but you look at Detroit. They've actually been playing with a little bit more pace as well, and all of those just create opportunities for for Duran to be able to get out and run. And when we think about the Lakers getting back in transition defense, that's something that they've really struggled with throughout the entirety of the season. Uh, so I think that that'll be a you know way for Duran to just kind of beat guys down the floor. I mean, he's, he's 19 years old. Beat guys yeah. down the floor, get, you know, a couple putbacks. So give me Duran to go over his 10 and a half rebounds in this spot. You know, if I like this number a lot as well. Well, I mean, you know, what's going to happen tonight, Chris, is that Jalen Duran's going to have to play a majority of the minutes because Isaiah Stewart, right when that ball gets tipped, he's going to try to go and tackle uh, LeBron James like he did, I think it was his last season or the prior season. Uh, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I, I, again, Jalen Duran has just been that guy. I think my only pushback would be that if he is guarding Anthony Davis, that there may be some foul trouble for him. But again, we've seen multiple times where Jalen Dern plays 20, 25 minutes and he's easy, he's easily able to get into double digit rebounds here. And again, this was something I think towards the end of the last season where we talked about Jalen Dern um, specifically on, on, on our shows that, you know, he was a guy that was going to emerge as the guy for this Detroit Pistons front court. And, and he's been that guy. Um, Throughout the last four games, he's had recorded at least five fouls, but he's again, he's cleared this number of 10 and a half rebounds. Last game, uh, 14 rebounds, 13 rebounds. He only had four against the Sixers. He was going to Joel and beat in that game, but I think that was a game that he probably left injured, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But um, prior to that, before he came back, 12 11. So the rebound opportunities are always going to be there for the, um, for the Detroit Pistons as well. Um, and I think I want to say the Lakers. Uh, we're one of the teams playing with pace as well, like you mentioned. I know Detroit's up there as well at number eight over the last five games, and then the uh, Lakers are at number 11. So, again, we have a couple of teams here tonight that's uh, playing against each other that are definitely playing with a lot of pace here. Uh, so, again, definitely keep that in mind when you're handicapping these games. All right, Chris, uh, for my next player prop, I'm going to go over to that game between the Phoenix Suns and the Toronto Raptors, and something that I've um, been playing on um, over the past several seasons, that center's going up against the Toronto Raptors. And and that's going to be in use of Nurkic here tonight, taking the over on his eight and a half rebounds. This one is a little bit juiced. 
I'm around minus 135, minus 140. So it might creep up to my, uh, to sorry, nine and a half around plus, maybe plus 110 in that range. But it just goes back to the fact of that the Raptors are allowing rebounds to that center position, right? We've seen it this season multiple times. I mean, uh, I think we talked about it on the show here that DeAndre Ayton had what 20 some odd rebounds in the uh, 23 rebounds against his uh, uh, Raptors team uh, this season. Uh, Evan Mobley had 14 against this uh, Raptors. Joel Embiid had 11. Nikola Vucevic in two games averaged 10 rebounds. Uh, Rudy Gobert had 13 rebounds in one game uh, this season against the Raptors. And now you're asking uh, Yusuf Nurkic to do something that he has done over the last three career games against the Toronto Raptors. Um, so over the last three games, he's had 14 rebounds, 11 rebounds, and 18 rebounds in specific against the Raptors. And then for the last five games against, oh, sorry, for the last five games overall for the Phoenix Suns, he's been in double-digit rebounds: ten against the Knicks, eleven against the Memphis Grizzlies. He only had five against the Warriors, uh, but I thought that was a, that was going to be a really bad matchup for him. But against the Portland uh, Trailblazers, he had twelve. His former team, and then against the Utah Jazz, he had twelve rebounds in that game as well. So far, his last five games, he's gone over this projection. So. Uh, I'm comfortable with you if you guys want to buy this up and pay less juice up to nine and a half. Uh, I think he does get into double digit rebounds here tonight. So I'm taking Yusuf Nurkic over eight and a half rebounds here tonight, Chris, uh, as my uh, next player prop. Yeah, I mean, you you pointed it out at the very, very beginning. You know, if you said you said rebounds against the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, that that we should probably put that on a T-shirt. Uh, and, and use the money, use the money that we've made, uh, you know, with the opposing centers grabbing those rebounds to pay for it. So you mentioned to me, I was just looking back at his game log while I was listening to you, uh, listen to your breakdown that I love. Uh, I look back to the Chicago game where it kind of stood out to me just because he had a 17 rebound game. And I think about the spot for Toronto in this spot. Toronto is not the greatest offensive team. They, they can really, really struggle to score. And we yeah. think about Phoenix, they, they're seven and one. Uh, 7-0 since Devin Booker came back, and they, they're kind of ramping it up on the defensive end. So, you know, just had a really, really good good game against uh, against the Knicks the other day. And Chicago and Toronto, to me, have a lot in common with just their, their, their ability to struggle to score the basketball. So that's just going to present even more rebound opportunities. So uh, I'm not sure what his double-double is, you know, but that, that could potentially be the play if you think he's going to grab, you know, at least one more rebound and, and be able to get to 10 points in this spot. But, uh, yeah, um, I like it. Like see, double 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 for Nurkic tonight is plus one sixty five is what I'm seeing. Mm. Um, so yeah, okay. I, I don't hate that. Uh, Chris, honorable mentions for tonight. Anything else that stuck out to you? Yes. Uh, let's go. Jalen Suggs. Um, Stills over one yeah. and a half plus one forty five out there. So definitely, you know, shop around. But that's that's the best price that I saw. Um, I, it's, just, it's a simple handicap here. You know, I think he's going to end up being on Jordan Poole, who uh, Nick, middle name is Turnover, Jordan Turnover Poole. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to force him to turn the ball over. You just, you know, you go through and look at Jordan Poole's turnovers that are at uh, two and a half and, you know, extremely juiced already. He's, you know, kind of a turnover monster. And I think, like I said, Jalen Suggs will get that matchup tonight. Um, he has at least two steals in three of his last seven games. Um, mm-hmm. And he's recorded... He's recorded two uh, – I'm sorry, he's recorded at least one still in each of those other games that he didn't get there. So it's not like he's having games where he doesn't get, you know, a steal at all. And to me, that just shows me his defensive effort. I remember watching the game against the Celtics uh, that they played um, – was that earlier this week? No, last week. Uh, I think it might have been on Friday 
that Drew Holiday missed. And I mean, this guy is just all over the place. And and the Wizards are not doing a great job of protecting the ball. So Jalen Suggs to get to get two steals tonight at plus money. You know, I, I could not talk anyone off of that. Really like that one a lot. Um, and I think that's probably my favorite. You you mentioned Joel Embiid, but I'm also going to be there and probably end up laddering Embiid. I think if we take him at 32 and a half, we might as well put a little bit on the 35 as well. Maybe a little sprinkle on the 40 also. I think it's a big big game for Joel Embiid because those other guys are going to struggle to score. Um, because I think about Jose Alvarado and I think about Herb Jones being out there, but poor Valanciunas is going to have his hands full tonight. So like it, like them be look a lot uh, tonight as well, you know. Yeah, I was looking at uh, Anthony Davis, either blocks and steals combined or just his blocks uh, here tonight. I forgot about um, that one. I got that written down too, you know. Yeah, two and a half. Still, yeah it's at money. two and a half at, yeah, plus money. Uh, steals and blocks combined is at three and a half at minus 140. But uh, his blocks here for tonight, yeah, two and a half at plus money. But, I mean, you take a look at what he's done in his career against this Detroit Pistons team and... Um, so I'll just read this off uh, against the Pistons in his career uh, since he joined the Lakers, since he got traded to the Lakers. So eight rebounds, sorry, eight blocks, three steals, two blocks, one steal, five blocks, four steals, three blocks, two steals, four blocks, one steal, and two one block, two steals. So if you want to, you know, take the two and a half on his blocks, or if you want to pay a little bit of extra juice and and play the minus one forty is what I'm seeing uh, for three and a half blocks and steals combined, I couldn't talk you off of that. Um, I mean, there's some same game parlay opportunities that we talked about in this game here as well. So, um, yeah, definitely looking at AD uh, blocks and steals in this game here for sure. All right, Chris, let's get into best bets here for tonight before we wrap up the show, man. What's your best bet for tonight? I'm going Santi. I, I love the spot for Santi. I think it's a you know a pretty buy low spot for him. It wouldn't surprise me if he came out here and scored, you know, twenty points, and you only need you know two or three rebounds to to for him to go over. Um, so give me Santi over his points. Plus, it's crazy to think I'm betting on Santi Adama as my favorite player prop, but it's just the one I like the most. Um, twenty three and a half is his points plus rebounds, and like I said, he, he you just look at the shot attempts. I think that's why I'm so in love with it. You you kind of gave those numbers out, but he's getting fifteen shot attempts a game and. He's getting a Utah team that's going to be, uh, you know, lackluster on the defensive end. I don't expect them to continue to play the the great defense that they played at home against the uh, the Pelicans, this Pelicans team over the weekend. So, uh, Santi Aldama over twenty three and a half points plus rebounds tonight from Uminoff is the best bet. Love it. All right, my best bet. I'm going to go. Let's go, Cole Anthony. I think this number is a little conservative. Points and assists combined twenty and a half here for uh, him tonight. Again, like I mentioned over the last. Five games, he's averaging, um, what did I say, S- uh, close to 20 points per game. And also, he's averaging 5.2 assists per game in that span as well. Over the last five games, sorry, 19.2 points per game and uh, 5.2 assists. And again, this Wizards backcourt defensively has just, uh, sorry, this, um, uh, the, yeah, Wizards, uh, no, they don't have the Wizards here tonight. What am I saying? Um, no, you're right. Oh, yeah, they do have the Wizards. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, we just talked about Jones Suggs. Yeah, so, um, again, this backcourt defense just has not been very good. We know Jordan Poole doesn't play a lick of defense. Tyus Jones is going to be out there as well. I think it's going to be a mismatch for Cole Anthony. First guy coming off of the bench. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to be a big Cole Anthony game here tonight. They're conservative. Num- numbers are a little conservative in my eyes. So, points and assists combined over 20 and a half. All right, Chris, that is going to do it for this edition of the NBA PropCast. Stay tuned about an hour or so. Me and Chris are going to do the 
NFL propcast for the Thursday night football game between the Seattle Seahawks and I believe it's the Dallas Cowboys on Thursday night football. So, uh, yeah, join us in an hour. We'll be back uh, for that. Uh, Chris, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here? Nah, man. Enjoy the slate for tonight, man. I think it's going to be a you know a pretty good slate. Um, bet responsibly as always. Check me out over on uh, Twitter at Crispy Cap and Two Ps Two Ends. And you know, like I said, enjoy it. Enjoy the slate, man. Hopefully, we can make some money tonight. Yeah, hopefully we can put some more money in our listeners' pockets. Uh, and like I said, we'll be back uh, if you're watching us live on YouTube uh, in an hour or so for the NFL propcast for the Thursday night football game. So join us then uh, if you want to take a break uh, during your lunchtime and need some time to kill or you're acting like you're on a conference call uh, and just come join us then. All right, we'll talk to you guys then. Uh, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.